Why, hello there. Do you enjoy shirts to put on your body? Custom character sheets to put in your D&D notes? Virian maps to put on your wall? Cool buttons to put on your... Lo lots of other stuff? All of the amazing merch for QPR and Goblins and Growlers can be found at Alpha Comics and Games, located in the Willow Lawn Shopping Center in Richmond, Virginia. Come check us out! I was completely distracted by uh, more opportunities for cork noise. I'm no, sorry. no more opportunities for cork noise. Corks are banned until further notice. Put a cork in it. All right, well, then you do take need it to DM the rest of the show. Well, yeah. So once once the cork is in there, just take it right back out. Oh, oh, hold on. Almost. This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. Well, howdy, listener. Welcome to the Daily Crier Listening Show. Still doing our best to bring all the news and variant and beyond. We'll write to you. The party is confronted in the town streets by a trio calling themselves the Golden Dragons. Bounty hunters looking to bring them to justice. There's airflow beyond this wall. Uh, good. Uh... With a mixture of disregarding, distracting, and disappearing, the party made it out of this one, as Boat faked a tremorous trauma, and the rest of the party raised chaos before making their escape. Now back on the road, the question of where to go and how to get there safely lingers in, well, probably some of their heads. How do you always know so much about these people? Uh, well, I, I try not to question certain aspects of my time at Daily Crier. Even when the answers are easy, they're far from simple. You're speaking cryptically. Again. Well, it's like there's a voice, or voices. See, then I write down what they say and read it back as notes. That's just how it's been. That deserves further questioning. But for now, help me with Wait, this Wait, that could be a trap. Ah. Mm. Trapped. Why would someone trap an exit? Uh, to keep something in. I have bandages for your wound. Uh, listeners, watch over each other and... Uh, Y'all take care now. So after your misadventures in Hanit and very cleverly ducking the Golden Dragon bounty hunter gang, very cleverly. Yeah, see, Brandon's nodding. Josh mm -hmm. is looking at me incredulously. Mm -hmm. You're going to travel across the land bridge, as I said, discussing what your disguises will be so that you are not constantly accosted by bounty hunters. Have you guys reached any conclusions on that? I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to play to type or play against type. Because um, if I want to play to type, I could dress myself up as a carnival strongman, essentially, with uh, like a big handlebar mustache, um, like a, a striped tank top situation. Um, How are you going to grow a mustache that fast? It would be a fake mustache. 
isn't around here somewhere where uh, the camp for Nell's Raiders was? Not terribly far. Okay. I'm I'm trying to keep that present in mind since Solonar thinks they could be a valuable asset in evading and and or shaking off bounty hunters. You'd be surprised at how fast you can grow a mustache boat. It's a magical world. See? Look at this. I'm going to concentrate real hard and then I'm also going to put some of this hand cream on my face. <coughs> mustache! Are you rolling for mustache? If you let me. Yes, you can roll for mustache. What kind of roll is that? I bless myself. <laughs> I got uh 13. I at first I was like, how the hell is this supposed to work in universe? And then I gave it a moment's thought and I'm like, if one if one divine domain is going to have mustache growing powers, it's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. While you are not able to grow a mustache as full and glorious as your hair, you kind of get like a little peach fuzz going on. Like 14 year old that's just stopped shaving kind of peach fuzz. Eh. <laughs> Josh, it's okay, man. You can also nah. be a, yeah. Somebody else go for go first Thir with their costume. Uh, so Johannes has the little peach fuzz and then he's like, great. And everything else I'm keeping the same and sparkles go. And he's got this, uh, he's got his, uh, overalls and he's got his bun up inside of this big sun hat and whatever the heck else I talked about. I think one of those overalls is missing a leg. <laughs> Do you mean a button? And a button, but it has another button that's been attached and it's got a cat on it and it <laughs> says, wow. Or maybe it says mom. I might have it upside down. <sighs> Never change. I love you so much. Sol right. Solonar has already changed out of his Talarian clothes and into his Alarian clothes. And then, here's the real game changer for you folks. He takes off his black cloak and he puts that in his bag. And then he takes out and puts on his brown cloak and he pulls the hood up. And we're done. Whoa, who the heck are you? I know, right? <laughs> I'm gonna throw a yam at you in confusion. <laughs> no, no, I'm Solonar. Stop aiming that yam. It's oh, no, rolling us. I already let it go. No, no, not rolling us. <laughs> All right, Koza. Um, Koza has found another burlap sack, like the one that they were going to use over their heads, but like a really big one. Um, now he's found one that's even bigger. So he looks like, like a sheet ghost, except for a burlap sack. So you're a boo ghost. You're a burlap boo ghost. Yeah. Do I still have the clown costume? D do you? I mean, it's still in my inventory. I know I used the rat costume. I don't think I used the clown costume. I don't believe I you did use the clown costume. Well, then you still have it. it sounds like we have an answer then. Um, mm -hmm. Conveniently enough, uh, sewn into the back of this clown costume is a small, uh, like, white clown makeup kit. Uh, mm. A clown nose and some clown hair, and a medallion you know, that has a running man with a butcher's knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so know, our audience has uh, has uh, accused us of being total clown shoes sometimes, and now like Boat's really taking it to heart. I love the idea of Boat walking through the woods in clown shoes that go hurt, 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 
every time he takes a I we took the squeaks out of the shoes. I was gonna say we do that for like 30 minutes and then both like I'm gonna remove these <laughs> oh, oh, I take the squeaks and I put them in my shield <laughs> So when you shield bash, it's just like honk. Yeah <laughs> I put one in each shield and then I probably will throw those away because sound guy will not want to edit that every time I use my shield <laughs> No, the funny thing about these squeaks is they actually make a cork noise. No, they do not. <laughs> yeah, Let's, here, let me let me take them out. You're right. It's, it's when you... <laughs> oh, they're stuck. Oh, oh, super stuck. Wait. Got it. There you go. No, absolutely not. All right. <laughs> You're going to pull aside for the night and build a camp. All of you are kind of taking a moment to sort of reflect and plan your next move, I guess. Solonart, you're going to have sort of the map out and you're going to kind of be looking and planning what y'all are, where y'all are going next. I'm still torn on going to this fort. Grayscar? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. I don't know. It's a regular place that I would expect the Alarian Knights to at least check out. But will they be there? I don't know. And if they're not there, is that going to be a problem for us? I don't know. But what do you think? Johannes? Kosa? I don't have a better solution right now. All I know is we need to keep ourselves kind of off the main roads and be on the DL here for a little bit. So we could go to... No matter what, we're going to hit up Stratton because we're going to need to resupply. Then we can either go west to Fort Grayscar or just straight north and skip Fort Grayscar... And then pretty much universally after that, we're going to need to go to Aisling Glen, then Oakmel, then we'll be back at the Glade. Wish we could fast travel. <laughs> um, do you not remember that you I mean, can? Oh, yeah. We got well, that. We got that rock, don't we? Isn't that one time only, though? Yeah, it breaks when you use it. Well, yeah, yeah but like, you know, you can hang on to something like that forever, waiting for the perfect time to use it. Or you could use it. Brandon is, over here calling like, out how I use items in RPGs. <laughs> Me too. A, is this a Brandon <laughs> argument or a boat argument? This is a meta argument at the moment. Okay, so from a meta standpoint, we are going to the Boris Empire, which hates our guts, to do a thing that they will hate our guts for even more. I say do if it. If there is a better time to use this item than that... I cannot think of it. It sure as hell is not when we're halfway there already. Do it twice. We've got a bunch of bounty hunters coming after us. If only there was some sort of item duplication glitch we could exploit. Well, I mean, usually, like, if the game, like, needs you to have an item for a specific purpose, it's probably just going to, like, spawn a new one if you use or, it too soon. Or it won't let us take it out of our quest inventory. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. Yeah, try to use it and see if it yeah, will. Yeah, let's try to use it. it. Guys, we'll I'm a DM. I'm not a PlayStation. What we should do... Be quiet, Todd Howard. What we should do is drop the item and then drop some gold at the same time, uh, which kind of pauses, like as you're picking the gold to drop, it pauses the item in midair. And then before the item hits the ground, you pick it up again. And that what that'll cause is the gold drops, but then it immediately turns into the item because the, the game universe hasn't picked up yet that the item hit the ground. So oh the my God, I knock ground. on the door to the castle. <laughs> I knock. You're We're not there. Yeah, Guys let's 
All right. You guys are camping. Clearly, clearly there are some there's, there's some feelings that are running really high on the right, use so of our magic that rock. Johannes is asleep uh, yeah. and is dreaming about knocking on this door to this castle. I wake I think, up. I had a dream. <laughs> let's let's get let's get to Castle Grayskull and we'll figure out what we want to do there. We'll be able to sit down and sort of have a reasonable discussion and get an idea how easily we'll be able to get to uh, the glade. So I'm, I don't have the map in front of me, but I'm thinking really hard about what it looks like. Um, so we're close. Are we close to the banana sea or the banana, the banana cove? You, you are at the apex of the crescent sea. Okay. Um, Nanner Bay, that's what I called it. Yes, um, yes. So if this is the bay, you guys are here. Right. And how far off the coast is the glade? Significantly. It's like center to the continent. So we would not help ourselves if we just like much like going down uh, the whole like going down the fairway in a golf course by sailing out to where we need to go and then making a 90 degree turn across the continent on foot at that point. I'm trying to figure out what you're asking me. If we all right, if we sail on the ocean to a point at the coast that is perpendicular to the glade and then we walk overland to the glade perpendicular to the main road where everybody's going to expect to see us it'll be a lot of woodland travel but it'll be very low profile where are we going to get a boat I know one on problem this at a time. Door. <laughs> yeah, guys, the closest port is Miller's Port, which is almost already at Oakmel. Well, what if there's a fisherman or something who's got a boat out here that we could borrow? I mean, yeah. Stratton <laughs> isn't on the bay. <laughs> we're, we're gonna like rush out, swim out into the ocean, find some fisherman, steal his boat. And just row our way to Miller's Sport. Look, Let's we'll, go. Look, we'll hitch it to Stronky. Stronky can swim it. <laughs> look, I don't want anybody going around shaming anybody for having ideas. An ideation session is to come up with alternatives. They don't all have to be home runs. Right. Don't well, idea shame. What I'm saying is that skipping Fort Grayscar makes a moderate amount of sense, unless there's an Alaria knight there. In which case, one. They might have magic powerful enough to get us to the glade faster. Or two, they might be able to offer us some sort of escort so that the uh, the bounty hunters that are after us will stop being after us. Because they'll be like, oh, we're not going to mess with an Alarian knight. Are you kidding me? The only reason I see that as a potential downfall is if Fort Grayscar has been in contact with Talarian officials, but not with Alarian knights then they might be like, oh, these criminals. I'll be like, no, we have paperwork. And they'll be like, yeah, paperwork can be forged. No, I had a dream. We got to go knock on this castle door. All right. I'm, I'm willing to be persuaded in either direction, quite frankly. I'm right. very that's, torn on this. That's a goal. Let's just go. Let's just do that. That is our goal now, and we'll figure out the next step there. Okay. You tuck in for the night and go to sleep. Dreaming of the Fort Grayscar, the bounty hunters that are after you, and what awaits you as you get deeper into the continent of Alaria. You wake up, the morning is balmy, 
Everything's comfortable. You can smell the sea air. You're able to pack up and travel without much incident. You're going to be you're going to be traveling long enough that you're able to see Stratton on the horizon. Is there anything that you guys want to do while you're in civilization? We probably should stock up on some extra costumes so we can change things up. Um, so nobody is able to track us. Oh, I get what you're saying. You think like I should have like a green cloak. Or maybe a wig or some sunglasses or something. I don't know that there's a lot of wigs or sunglasses in Stratton. I mean, we can ask. It is a trading town, but that's that's a gamble, my friend. Maybe, maybe uh, some sort of face concealing clothing. Maybe we could all pretend to be dragon priests hey, and I've, all of us put masks over our face. I've been doing the face mask thing since Cinderdale. Yes. But yes, maybe more of those could be mm -hmm. good. Though yeah. we will look a lot like a roving gang of bandits. So we'll have to be careful to like wave very cheerfully at anybody going by. That's another thing. We also might want to consider um, traveling in two groups rather than one because they're looking for they're looking for five people. They are looking for five people, but we've had this conversation before and I don't like the idea of splitting us up because though they are looking for a group of five, that doesn't mean they can't recognize us as less and uh, getting picked up because we were a group of two who couldn't defend ourselves is a lot worse than being slightly more recognizable as a group of five. I think it's six of one, half dozen of the other. No, it's five, and then maybe two and three. But <laughs> I'm going in this town, and I'm going to buy some sunglasses. Excellent choice. All right. So you all enter Stratton, which you remember as being known as the last Alarian town. You find Barrister Goods and Trade yet again, the small trading outpost that had many odd odds and ends and gadgets. Johannes, you're going to enter in. The door will chime a little bit. There'll be a person there that you're not used that you don't remember having seen before. Um, a sort of bored-looking teenage girl, human. She's gonna kind of like look up as soon as you're there and then return to the book that she was reading. Mm. Welcome to Barrister Goods and Trade. Let me know if I can help you with anything. Hello, bored-looking teenage girl who's reading. And human. Hello, obnoxious-looking halfling who is a halfling. Mm-hmm. Makes me kind of a quarterling if I'm two halflings. <laughs> or maybe it makes me a fullling. I'm gonna find sunglasses, thank you! Yeah, we have a display over there, and she's gonna point to a tower display with dozens of different shapes and colors of sunglasses. Whoa. Everything from oversized tortoise shells uh -huh. to like rosy, like half moon yep. glasses to those like John Ledden esque specs with blue lenses. Ooh. Do any of these <laughs> have carvings in them so that they kind of look like some, like they sunglasses, but they have like. Maybe like little tiny lines in them that make them look like something else. Like bifocals. Ooh, are you, maybe are you talking enough. about shutter shades? Are you looking for shutter shades? I wasn't before, but 
Heck yeah, I am now. <laughs> All right. So you find a pair of shutter shades carved Ooh. entirely out of tortoise shell. Yeah. And then, um, is there anyone shinier? Is there a shinier pair of this? <laughs> you find a pair made of abalone shell. Whoa. I don't know what that is. Abalone shell. Whoa. So shiny. I'm the wet. shiniest thing I could think of that wasn't a metal. I love it. Okay. I, I love them. I'm taking these. I'm bringing them. Hello, I'm going to buy, I'm going to purchase for these sunglasses, please. Ten silver, please. Here, you put, that's a gold piece. Here you go. <laughs> oh, well, that's mine now. Thank you. Thank you. And these are now mine. So you put on your shutter shades and head back out into the town. Man, I love transactions. They make me feel very nice. They release the dopamine. Yeah. And I put on my uh, my new sunglasses, and uh, I also, um, you know, I got, I got my sun hat. I've got my overalls, and uh, if it's getting a little nippy, I could even put a scarf on. <laughs> All right, boat. Are you still dressed as a clown? Yes. So as you walk into the town of Stratton, there's going to be a small gaggle of children that is going to surround you, excitedly demanding things like balloon animals and slide whistle sounds. How about juggling? You kids like juggling? Yeah! yeah! All right. So boat re- Game, feel free to multiply that in post so it sounds like a terrifying chorus of demon yeah! Boat reaches into his uh, bag of clown supplies that were sewed into the costume and, pull- <laughs> and pulls, out, uh, pulls out three balls and starts juggling them. Wonderful. Roll for juggling. Uh, is that going to be performance or dexterity? Uh, I will say performance just because I'm not a monster. 18. You are able not only to juggle the juggling balls that you have, but the children are able to throw things at you and you are able to incorporate it into your juggling. And now I uh, put a couple of the balls back in my pocket and juggle one ball plus some of the things they're throwing me. And I reach over with my left hand behind one of the kid's ears and produce a gold coin. And then I flip the coin on my thumb down the street. The children are going to run off after the coin. Mm -hmm. And then I put the other ball in my pocket and I go to the store. This kind of makes you out to be like a villain in a Dickens novel, but we're just going to sail right past I did not ask those children to steal for me, nor did I keep them in the basement of of my orphanage churning a mill. So I think we're good. It's true. He had other people churn his milk. I like where that's going. Uh, Koza, what are you doing, buddy? Um, I'm walking through some spooky alleys <laughs> in my uh, outfit. Koza's just trying to get mugged. <laughs> no, I'm a ghost. <laughs> oh, He's a right. spooky that's burlap right. ghost. What time of day is ghost? it? Like midday. <laughs> You're wearing boot. You're wearing boo lap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna peer in some windows, open some d- doors that happen to be closets in people's houses. <laughs> you are going to look into one window in particular and hear an ear-splitting shriek. 
Oh, and then a pile of dishes being dropped. All right, just just for my knowledge as the DM, Ch Chapman, is Koza intentionally trying to appear as a spooky ghost, or is he just being a weirdo? Look, you know, sometimes <laughs> you gotta dress for the job you want. That's why I go to work dressed as Batman. So, I I don't know how to unpack that. There's so much there. Um, yeah, so Kosa's just chilling out. Just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry Being about a it. spooky burlap ghost. Well, he's got to check things out, make sure there's nobody in town looking for him. A burlap ghost is like the poorest ghost. The, ne the next step is like a ghost, but they're a barrel with suspenders or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two holes drilled in the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So Solinar, what about you, buddy? Uh, Solinar's going to stop off at... I guess the general store um probably probably heading in after making sure that everything's secure and looking right uh heading in shortly after johannes is heading out and being like oh sunglasses i guess i guess Bo was right you really can get all kinds of things in this town as he steps into the store he's just gonna kind of like uh like just small wave at the bored looking teenage girl and then just start like rummaging around in the rear of the building looking for either a nice green cloak or uh, a fanciful hat. You are going to find both of those things. There's going to be a crushed velvet cloak that is a deep forest green and a jaunty purple hat that contains not one, not two, but three long feathers. Solonar just looks at the hat and he gets this like very sour look on his face like he hates this hat. And then he takes the hat and the cloak to the counter and he's like, how much for this cloak and this hat? Um, so it, she looks up, sir, you can't be in here. We do not allow clowns. What? I it, clowns really like stress me out. Well, here's so, here's the deal. Just, I'm trying to buy something so I could stop being a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like a self help book. No, due to a set of unfortunate circumstances, I was required to wear this, so I did not get arrested for indecent exposure. So I have come to the first shop on my path since that incident, hoping to buy a fresh set of clothing so I can stop being a clown. Okay, but like, I'm watching you, so don't pull any fun, like, funny business. I have absolutely no desire to pull any funny business. I just threw money at some children to get them to go away because they were asking me to perform. Okay. Do you have it? So go ahead. Uh, no, I was actually going to start ignoring you. So what is your question before I begin that process? Do you have any balaclavas? Like the snack with like honey and nuts in it? No, I'm allergic to that. I mean, like the face mask. Oh, I'd love some of that, though. Like, like this, she holds up a small jar of clay. No, like a ski mask kind of situation. 
with like a hole in for the eyes and that's it uh hold on one second she's gonna rummage around and you're gonna hear a pair of scissors snip snip <laughs> and she is going to hold up what was very clearly a sock meant for a very large kind of like humanoid like a loxodon like, like an orc or something Goliath and it sock. is going to have two eye holes cut like hastily into it have you ever thought to yourself your head is about the size of a goliath's calf i just yeah. did what color is the sock? Like sock colored white. So it's like an athletic sock. Does it have like, does it have two red stripes at the top of it? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll take that. Um, They're compression socks too. So this will not be a pleasant experience. Okay. So I'll take that. Um, I will take, um, what kind of clothing do they have there? They're going to have several kinds of clothing. You see Solinar and his crushed velvet cloak and his very fancy hat. Mm -hmm. uh, there's also going to be uh, a couple of racks of things like vests, jerkins, robes, dresses, a couple of separate pieces like skirts and blouses. Okay. Um, I'm going to buy a large dress. All right. Put that in my pack. I'm going to okay. buy uh, a some white shorts the shorter the better um a okay all right uh some regular human socks for me that match the sock balaclava that i've got okay do they have like a collared shirt sure do they absolutely do they have a tennis racket they have something that is akin but not exactly like it's pickleball for, okay for badminton <laughs> yeah all right I will take that and some balls for that sport as well. Okay. Do all in all, substitute like one gold. Um, what about uh, athletic shoes? Those are going to be probably another 50, another 50, another like five silver. All right, cool. I'll take the whole the whole kit. Okay. <laughs> Add tennis disguise. Yes. Do you think that like people of a particular profession carry around the identifying item of that profession everywhere they go? Look, don't come on. Process. Like, do you think do you think that Gabe is constantly walking around with a mixer board just under his arm? Uh, uh, have you seen, been around Gabe much? Because yeah. <laughs> I like that for a second, Gabe. It looked like you were trying to be a musical cloud strife. <laughs> Just giant keyboard over the shoulder. Oh, and I'll uh, I'll also get um uh like an athletic headband to go with that as well. So this um teen, this disenchanted teen, is going to feel goosebumps on the back of her neck and look up at the window. <laughs> you hear another ear-splitting shriek. <laughs> oh. But then Why? she looks back, and there's nothing there. There was, like, a weird, like, bag monster watching through the window. She, oh, turned, uh, she then, like, after after yelling that to the people and to the, the store, she then turns, like, back around, and standing there is Kosa. Why is Kosa... Michael Myersing his way through this town. <laughs> well, he's 
you're saying this time he is not a burlap boo ghost. No, no, no. I'm that's I'm still a burlap boo ghost. Oh, okay. And I, I've actually also um, I go to get some jelly off like to have, but I accidentally slip and break the jar, and it looks like there's now like some ectoplasm. So how are you grabbing anything? Do you don't have, worry like, about it. Like, did, okay. Like, are you just like? Yeah, just don't little, worry about it. Just little little pinchy sack hands. <laughs> but, but what I am pinchy gonna do, sack hands. I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna see if there's a second a second um sack that I can buy so I can have a change of clothes. <laughs> I'm also gonna buy a smaller one so I have like a summer sack. Boat Solinar, you two are witnessing this. I think we're nope. using the word sack way too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that guy's chill. He's fine. He's weird, but he's fine. Uh, okay. Nope. Anyway, the hat and the cloak together are gonna be eight silver. Okay, great. You said something about uh honey and nuts and dessert. And I, I would like that. Okay. She's going to turn and grab a small box that is a bright yellow color and it's patterned with honeybees. There is a brown ribbon wrapped around it. That's going to be one silver. Okay. And Solinar uh, produces, I think, a gold. I don't think he's got nine silver on him. He produces a gold and it's like... Here you are. Okay. Is there anything else you guys need? Because, like, I'm not going to lie. The three of you are kind of freaking me out. I I walk in. A sack of yams. (laughs) Wait, so you walk in with a sack of yams or you walk in and demand a sack of yams? I walk in with a sack of yams and I I say a sack of yams. I thought you were already in the store. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I went out, but then I was trying to look for you guys, but these glasses made it a little bit difficult to see, but now I've adjusted to them perfectly. Excuse me, do you have... Uh, sorry if, if I'm interrupting your reading. It's fine. Do you have spices? Uh, Individually, no, but I do have a spice kit that was uh, brought down from Miller's Port. It's like four spices of various like heats. I'll take it. So Koza right. saw where it was on the shelf and he's, you know, like in, um, what is it, the thing? Is it the Christmas Carol? Where there's you're thinking, the, the ghost? You're th- yes, the Christmas Carol has ghosts in it. Yeah, and he's standing there pointing like the ghost of Christmas past. Or is it Christmas <laughs> Christmas yet to come. Yet to come. Yeah, towards the shelf with the, uh, the uh, spices on it. Mmm. Thank you, Koza. Nice bag. Can I interest you in a yam? You 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 stuff one through one of the eye holes. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes the cork noise when it goes in. What bracelet is yam through the eye socket? Unfortunately, people don't have context because you've hidden that behind a paywall and are now making a joke that has no context. <laughs> All right, Gabe, you can go ahead and cut that. Thanks, buddy. Gabe, keep it. Okay, I'm <laughs> What do I need to pay you for these spices? Uh, It's going to be like a silver. Here you go. Thanks. Come again. I will. I walk out. 
as being sarcastic. So like, are you two, three? It, seriously, is he with you? Are you, you talking about the burlap sack ghost? Well, because like you come in and you have a clown and a burlap sack ghost. Well, yeah, like that's how uh, traveling performers are. What's the sack dude's like performance? Fortune teller. <laughs> oh, I forgot that Cirque du Soleil was in town. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows. It's provocative. Right. So, like, is there anything else you guys need? Because, like, I won't lie. I've got, like, another 45 minutes in my shift, and I do not want to be dealing with you guys. No, I'm, I'm all set. I'm, thank you very much for all of this. And Solinar sweeps off the brown cloak, sweeps on the crushed, velvety, green cloak, uh, puts the hat on his head, leaves the hood down, and is like... And with this, I'm on my way. And then he, uh, as as he's like leaving, he starts to unwrap the bala baklava box. Balakavla baklava. Uh, I almost said balaklava box, and I was like, "That's not what that is." All right, boat. But I, I don't imagine they have a changing room in here. No. All right, then I'm going to take my purchases and go find a place to change into them. So you do find what appears to be some kind of odd public changing room. You're not entirely sure what purpose it's for, but it is a wooden structure about seven or eight feet high. That's about the size of a phone booth as, you know, for contextual, not meta purposes, with the door being covered by a single cloth on a bar. This is very strange just to find. You should call somebody. There is no phone in it. You do notice, though, that there seems to be a seat nailed into part of the wall, almost like it was a sauna. Okay. Uh and for the record, it's not just like standing in the middle of town. Like you, you find it adjacent to another building. It's just like it's not just you walk out and it's, then it was like stalking. It you. just feels like a trap. <laughs> it's just in the middle of the street where it wasn't before, as if it were, in fact, a, like a mouse trap for boat. There's a little note that says definitely not a trap set by bounty hunters. There's uh -huh. a sack of ham in there. <laughs> <laughs> I... No, there's going to be a bounty hunter who's going to put a stick on a box and put a plate of ham and just like wait in the adjacent bushes with a rope. Oh, no, they they know about my scroll of ham scrying. They're trying to use it as a weakness. <laughs> um. All right, I'll go in there and I'll change clothes. So you go in and change your clothes and everything goes normally until the phone starts to ring dun, dun, it's the burlap sack ghost <laughs> um, how long are you gonna be in there i'm just about done okay because i needed to try on this other this other burlap sack all right uh you're where aren't you wearing clothes under it yeah, but he, that doesn't mean he can take off his burlap sack. Are you sack. not wearing clothes Whoa. under the sack? Whoa, you don't need to answer that question. Don't answer that question. Yeah, as um, your as My your client lawyer, has no reason to answer that question. You don't need to answer that question. I, I, I will follow the advice of my lawyers. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. 
I walk back into the store. <laughs> hey, it's me again. You told me to come back. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be over with Koza and Boat. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the sport? You said it was not tennis, but it was tennis adjacent. So if you've ever looked back on uh, the original creation of tennis back in like the medieval era. As as you do. They they had something that was pretty much just tennis, but the rackets were significantly smaller and heavier. What did they call it? I think it was potentially called tennis. Give me a second. Sackball. Heavy Not tennis. That. Heavy tennis. Heavy tennis. That's it. According to uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica, the uh, the origin of tennis is a Jeu de is a handball game that is French. But this involves a racket, so it can't be that. Real tennis, also called court tennis or royal tennis, is a... Oh, that was King Henry VIII. I don't need that. Um, <laughs> is a racket sport that is descended from a game almost identical to the medieval tennis game Jeu de Palme, Game of the Palm. Real tennis has been played since the Middle Ages, but the game has become almost completely obscured by its own descendant, lawn tennis. Although real tennis contributed its name and scoring system to lawn tennis, real tennis is now played at approximately 40 courts in the world. Uh, real tennis is played on an indoor court with four irregularly sized walls using pear shaped lopsided rackets to hit cloth balls that are much harder than those used in lawn tennis. All right. So, you know it's, so, so it's real tennis. That's what we're going for. Or royal yeah. tennis. Uh, I like real tennis, tennis better because that sets it up to be like Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> I it does sound a lot more like boat to be like, well, this isn't lawn tennis. This is real tennis. I think royal tennis sounds nicer, but we can do real. tennis. I like real tennis. Um, Let's see. I need to come up with a name. Uh, This is. uh. Bluegrass Tomlinson, <laughs> the successor to Jazz Tamarind. No, I really like Bluegrass Tom Tomlinson. Yeah, that was, that was, <laughs> I'm oh. a big fan. Boats disguised himself as real tennis superstar Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Let's see. Mr. Ronald Orange. Ooh. How about Are you Mr. doing fruit for every last name? Mr. No, that's a I, coincidence. I, I, I <laughs> need to recognize some of the French history of tennis. Yeah, can you, can you please make it French here? Yeah, Laurent. Ronald Orange. Laurent. Yeah, thank you, Orange. Perfect, perfect. Huh. Ronald. <laughs> Bonjour. Um, I, <clears throat> yes, I was wondering, can I please acquire a suitably sized uh, accessory for my uh, squirrely friend here. Uh, yeah, weirdly, I do have something that would work. She's going to shuffle through some boxes and then pull out a tiny box about the size of your palm. Whoa. She's going to open it and within is going to be a tiny felt replica of the musketeer hat, similar to the one that Solinar just purchased. There is also going to be a tiny pair of boots Whoa. and a small capelet. What do you think, buddy? He put yep. He puts on his little boots and his little capelet and his little hat, and he looks like a brave little musketeer. Mm-hmm. Or a muskrat tear, as it were. Mm. 
We're gonna keep workshopping it. Um, so <laughs> I'm we'll take I'm it. just over here trying to figure out what happened to Puss in Boots. Like, did he retire? <laughs> is he dead? Whoa, He's this is this squirrel is not cat size. <laughs> yeah, what you, how big do you think Daquin stuff a nutter is? Yeah, Daquin's a oh. Daquin's a professional. Oh, so he grew out of this set. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Standing in line behind Daquin is Bull in a little little sack. <laughs> a little, little ghost. Okay, I pick up my mushroom ghost and my squirrel and settle up. And I'm like, okay, thank you. It feels like every time we play Dungeons and Dragons and you guys go, well, we need to get supplies on something. I always allow you guys to just drive me insane the further we go. I come back into the store. Forgot <laughs> 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 something. We're closed. She turns off the light, starts passive aggressively and loudly turning off the fixture light. Well, she said another forty-five minutes. <laughs> you turn off the light, and then, like from out of the darkness, comes the ghost because he hasn't left the store yet. <laughs> dun dun dun. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> well, team, it's time for us to go knock on that door. So you guys are going to spend the night in Stratton with all of your newly acquired purchases. And the next day, you set out towards Fort Grayscar. It's not too long of a journey for you to get there. But once you approach it, you realize why it's been named the way it has. The stone stands old, ominous, and cold. A gray mist seems to surround it and the area that it inhabits. It seems to come from the stone itself. There is a cold here, not sinister, but one that feels unnatural to you. The trees around you are either evergreen or leafless. The ground is patchy. There are some scars in the earth. The pathway that leads up to the front of the fort's door, which, again, there is a bridge that has lowered to allow you to cross the moat, seems to be primarily made of quartz. You make your way up to the open to the gate beyond the drawbridge, and two Alarian guards are going to cross their spheres, their spears in front of you blocking your path. Who comes? It is I. <laughs> Johannes and our traveling companions. Uh, and we are going to knock on this door. What business do you have here? We seek the Alarian Knights or Alanoarian Knight or just to knock on the door. <laughs> They both look at each other. You have an audience? We always have an audience, and that is each other. Good companions who support each other through thick and thin and listen to our stories. Even when I sometimes have ones that trail off and I don't remember how they're supposed to end. And it is not long before you begin to hear loud, echoing footsteps coming from inside the fort. 
It is so good to see you again. Hot damn. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I have been told that I should thank all of our patrons, which give us our dark and powerful energies. I would like to extend our thank yous to Andrew Lay, Caribou Puppy, Dorothy, Haley Dennis, Sarah Lavender, and Stephen W. I wish you only the spookiest of times and be sure to eat your vegetables. Can we cut it at hot damn? Hot ham. Hot damn. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs>